News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Is parenting today harder than it was for other generations or does it just feel that way? Well, I'm joined by Laura Erskine, mother of three and parenting expert, and by Coleman Nocter, father of three, psychotherapist and author of The Four to Seven Zone. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, we'll go to you first, Coleman. Is it tougher to be a parent these days? Um, I'm not so sure whether it's tougher or easier, but it certainly seems more complex. Um, I mean, I think from the point of view of, if you consider growing up many years ago, there was a lot less awareness of maybe risk and maybe there was an ah he just dropped out so uh, laura can you hear me i can indeed pat so you Good might uh, pick up where uh, common uh, left off there abruptly uh, absolutely it's definitely more intense and complex and and i think we can uh, we can thank science um and the digital era um for for making our parenting so much more challenging and complex and that's because we now know thanks to advances in scientific discoveries about the human brain and child development that you know the formative early childhood years in particular are absolutely critical in terms of shaping the little human's potential um, uh, to be successful, independent, happy, resilient adults. And essentially that's what our job is as parents, is to use those early years to create an independent adult that can fly the nest and be happy and live their life. Yeah. And then digital, dig- the digital age is something that's just brought another layer of complexity to making sure that we're doing it the most perfect way possible. And that's where we are in this zone of comparison. So so do you think that it's all about competitive parenting these days? Um, My daughter goes to stage school, does yours? Competitive parenting is definitely a a significant element of what makes it so hard now. And we're seeing that through social media, but also just through our neighbours and and sharing that information because we all want to get it right. We all want to provide our children with the most possible opportunities to make them the best version of themselves. And so we're putting ourselves under huge pressure to give them every opportunity. So that's a time pressure in terms of bringing little Johnny and Mary from here, there, uh, here and there to extracurricular activities, stage school, team sports, and then also that financial pressure. And and all the while, while both parents in Ireland particularly are trying to work just to make ends meet. And so we lack time. And so we're constantly striving and running on this treadmill to to be the perfect parent, give our children every opportunity. And uh, and we're we're actually overwhelmed more than ever Mm. before. And there was a study in America that suggested that a mother Mothers today spend the same amount of time as at the mother work, working in the home spent with their kid years ago because what the mother would do is off you go, out you go to play, I'll see you in time for tea. <laughs> that's, and that's the way I grew up, Pat, you know, and, and it's so right. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a working parent, but honestly, I definitely spend more time with my children um, and, and emotional time, not just physical time, but emotionally intense time with my children than my parents ever did. Yeah, but hang on a second. I, I, I mean, I'm making a guess that you turned out OK. <laughs> so so you're spending all this emotional time with your kids that you didn't get from your parents and you're expecting them to turn out okay? 
Well, I think times have changed. I think that our children today are much more anxious. Um, and are you making aware. them anxious? I, I'm not being well, deliberately <laughs> combative, but I am being a bit mischievous, I suppose. I mean, I think you're right. There is this definitely an element to that. We are making our children anxious because we are over parenting them. We're hyper vigilant of all of the risks because we're so much more aware of them than ever before. We've got access to news 24 seven that we never had that our parents didn't have. We're aware of the risks of the shooting that took place in, in a school yesterday in the US. We're aware of, of social media predators out there. And we're seeing more than ever children who are self-harming, children who are committing suicide, children with eating disorders. And we're aware now more than ever. Maybe they were they were present back in, in when I was growing up, but we certainly weren't aware of, of just how much that was going on in the world. And now we just don't want that to happen to our child. And so we're we're overparenting our children to make sure that they are okay. But in, in actual fact, we are adding to their mental load and their stress for sure. So, so Colin, are we overparenting? Um, yes, I think. Uh, but I think there's a very good reason for that because there is, as, as Laura said, there's so much fear and information around. You know, but I think from the point of view of parental guilt uh, and parental pressure is. It is a feature of why we have so many anxious children. I've worked in this area for 20 years. I've never seen more anxious children than I do now. But I've also never seen more anxious parents than I I do now. And I think from the point of view of it's it's everything is is pressure because we have to get it right all the time. And, and compared to say my parents grow, when I was growing up, I don't think there was that level of investment. Whether it's sport, academics, everything else, you know, as Laura said, you want your child to be optimal and live out to their potential and all of that sort of thing. But in reality, nobody lives their best life. That that's a no. That's an aspirational notion. But we have to allow children. To struggle and for that to be okay. Um, see, see resilience um, comes out of adversity, and if you're parenting a child never to experience any adversity at all, if the parent does everything for them and protects them, how will they learn? Well, I, I wouldn't agree that resilience comes out of adversity. I think you. Uh, I'm, I'm not nev- talking about you know fighting off a fellow with a hatchet. I'm no, just no, talking but, uh, about you know falling on the street when you're playing football with your pals and you have a grazed knee. And you keep on playing and you come home and only then does your mother find out that you've got a grazed knee instead of, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, surmountable stress. We need to have stress in our lives to be able to level the coping skill to manage frustration, boredom, disappointment. If we don't have those experiences, we never learn how to cope with them. So we have to allow children to fail a little bit and support them through that failure. Um, But I think the pressure on parenting now is to not have any sort of discomfort or failure. And there we we leave children unable to do that. But I think from the point of view of your resilience levels come from your social and emotional skill set. So, you know, your resilience determines how you cope with adversity rather than adversity determining how resilient you are or, or how you become. Mm. Um, the I know you're preoccupied with this notion of uh, years ago, if you were told that your son or daughter was average in the class, you'd be delighted with that. But now everyone has to be above average and everyone has to get a medal in the school yes. sports. Yeah, that, 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 that's the biggest thing. I think demonising average has been a real problem. You know, average should be met with relief, not disappointment. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, by nature of the fact that if, if, if we want... if. It, 
everyone is special, no one is special. Do you know what I mean, from the point of view mm. of that? So we have to have that idea of, of being able to distinguish that. But from the point of view of the average, I, I mean, again, our average is going up and up and up. And we say things like only average and just average. And that's parents. I mean, again, I would say, you know, I always use the example of grinds. When I was back in there, you get into grinds if you're going to fail a subject. Now children are going to grinds to guarantee a H1. And children and teenagers don't sign themselves up for grinds. Parents do that. And so, you know, I think from the point of view, look at children's sport, all the trouble over the last year, sideline issues. They weren't children fighting with each other. They were parents, you know. Mm. So from the point of view of us, we need to step back and allow children to to be children and stop imposing kind of adult expectations on them. And Laura, I mean, do parents then live through their children's achievements? Absolutely. And they often live the life that they wanted to live themselves. We have children who are in stage school um, for sort of up to six hours a week because they want to see uh, little Johnny or Mary make it to the Gaiety Panto uh, because they always wanted to do that, never minding whether that's actually what little Johnny or Mary want to do. And the same when it comes to football, when it comes to gymnastics and other things uh, and indeed music, playing an instrument. I always wish I'd learned to play the piano. So therefore, Mary will do that and without allowing them to express their own personality and and to be themselves. I mean, obviously, parents want to give their children every opportunity to try these things, but there's definitely is an element of pressure where parents are trying to live their own life through their Mm. children. Now, what Um, about the business of, you know, doing everything for them? They could be sent down to the shops uh, to get some milk because we've run out of milk or... I'll just run you down to the shops if you pop in for me and you give them a lift down to the shops and back uh, because you're terrified that they might be snatched in a stranger danger incident and yet they could be upstairs being trolled on their phone. Yeah, and that's the reality of it, Pat. We need to give our, our children little pieces of, of freedom and independence in order for them to get comfortable with it and do that on a phased basis so that they're not scared to walk to the shop and so that they develop a self-awareness and I suppose uh, idea of being street smart. Uh, I, I remember my, my 13, almost 14-year-old um, putting him on the Lewis for the first time. I was terrified that he'd be walking on and off the Lewis with the phone, his head in the phone, not aware of who was around him and, and the phone being snatched off him, him being mugged, him getting on the wrong stop at the wrong tram or getting off at the wrong stop. But children need to make mistakes. They need to develop that self-awareness by you giving them the freedom. And I think parents are guilty of not giving that enough to their children these days. And also parenting, intervening in things like school projects, wanting little Johnny or Mary to get the best possible result. And so almost doing it for them at home instead of allowing the child to learn by doing themselves and indeed failing. And that comes right down to friendships too. Children are in, our parents are intervening in children's friendships where uh, there is a disagreement Mm. between friends, then the parents get involved instead of allowing children to navigate those friendships themselves. Mm. Children are being ghosted by each other at age 11. It's shocking what's going on. Um, In terms of anxious parents, and they may well create anxious uh, children, Um, Coleman, are older parents, you know, people are having their babies later because of career opportunities and so on, are older parents more or less anxious than younger parents? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think as 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 we get older, we start to understand risk. You know, I, I was recently, um, 
you know, up at the new Tato Park, Emerald Park there. And I remember as a child look, ro- loving roller coasters, whereas now I sit on them and I go, when was the last time this was serviced? Is this going to be set? You know, so <laughs> as you get older, you become more neurotic in that way. And I'm guessing uh, as you parent in your 20s versus your 30s versus your 40s, it might be a little bit that way too. Um, but but I think that the pressure from, from parents, it, it's, it's absolutely fine to want your child to do well. It's when you need them to do well, that's when the problems start to come in. And it is about you know, nobody wants their child to fail, but if they are not succeeding to the level that you deem enough, um, then that's when the problems can start. That's when they start to feel more anxious that they're falling short. Well, um, it's a debate that will go on. Uh, It's more complex today, whether it's ultimately more difficult and more worrisome than it was in the 1970s. Hard to make direct comparisons, but thank you for attempting it. Laura Erskine, a mother of three and parenting expert, and Coleman Nocter, a father of three, psychotherapist and author of The Four to Seven Zone. Uh, Thank you both. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.